that book you hold in your hand, it is in total unity, book after book. It is a unified whole, and it's a book of revelation. You can walk on it, live by it, die by it, trust in it. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. We often battle not against human beings, but against spiritual beings we cannot see. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. Today, we're continuing the series, Courageous Living in Trying Times, taken from the book of Daniel. You know, there's hardly a more graphic display of spiritual warfare in the entire Bible than the one revealed to us in Daniel chapter 10. God literally pulls back the curtain for us to witness an intense battle between angels and demons in a satanic attempt to block Daniel's answer to prayer. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the message, The Glorious Man. He went into a trance-like sleep at the presence of this mighty being. We serve a mighty God. And you know, these angels only serve our Lord Jesus Christ. They do whatever he says. And they are mighty beings. You know what? For every devil coming against you, there's two angels that did not fall. So the devil's got a third of the angelic beings. We have two-thirds. The devil has only himself. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. We are clearly the winners and not the losers. Amen? So here's Daniel in this prostrate position, his face to the ground in a deep sleep, and the angel speaks to him in verse 10. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. Stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. And while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. I almost want to do a show and tell. If we could all just stand up for a minute and just kind of shake a little bit. That's what he was experiencing. A literal translation, he calls him greatly beloved. And a literal translation from the Hebrew would read, man of preciousness. Daniel was precious in God's sight. And what a tremendous compliment. Don't you want God saying about you, man of preciousness or woman of preciousness? How many of you would love that? Well, you've already got it. You think if he said that to Daniel, he doesn't say it to you, his own blood-bought children? He has already looked at you and said, man of preciousness, woman of preciousness. You're precious in God's sight. Why was Daniel precious in God's sight? Why did he call him man of preciousness? Because Daniel was a man of faith and a man of good works. He devoted himself entirely to doing God's will and pleasing God. And, you know, we've often heard the statement, well, you're not saved by works, but you're saved by grace. And that's completely true. But sometimes I, as a pastor, get concerned that we almost downplay works. Oh, well, you know, you're not saved by works, so works aren't important. But you know what? 
Works are very important. Works don't save you, but works testify to your having been saved. Amen? I mean, you can do good works. You know, if God lets you live to be 300, none of it would save you. But the Bible says God saved you so that you would be involved in good works. When you read the Pauline letters, Paul over and over again tells the Christians in the churches, he says, be zealous for good works. Always be zealous for good works. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always involved in what God is doing. So you're not supposed to sit there on your blessed assurance and do nothing until you go to heaven one day. Now, what this mighty angel says next is one of the most graphic and instructive glimpses into spiritual warfare in the entire Bible. It is equaled only by Ephesians 6. And in some ways, it's more graphic than Ephesians 6. Look what he says in verse 12. This angel now tells Daniel something. He says, then he said to me, don't fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. Now, folks, this is telling us something important. When we pray, we are immediately heard. Immediately. God hears it immediately when we pray in faith. But look what happened next. Look what this angel tells Daniel. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. How long was Daniel fasting? 21 days. How long did he keep on digging holes and setting poles and stringing wire? 21 days. So look, the whole time he's persevering in prayer, there's a battle going on in heaven. Wow. That ought to give you holy ghost bumps on top of your holy ghost bumps. Look what he says. And behold, Michael, here's the archangel Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now catch this. Daniel's told on the very first day of his prayer and fasting The angel was released with the answer. Daniel says, God, I want to understand what's going on with the people. Why the work has stopped in Jerusalem? Tell me. And God sent an angel, an archangel, Gabriel, with the answer. First day. But on his way to Daniel, and we read earlier, he flew swiftly to Daniel when he appeared to him once. So this angel is flying swiftly to Daniel again. And he's suddenly hindered by a demonic spirit identified as the prince of the kingdom of Persia who intercepted him and a battle ensued and Daniel knew nothing of it. He's just praying and fasting and believing God to answer him. He doesn't know that his prayers are sustaining a warfare that when it's finally over is going to give him a revelation that is pertinent to us today. We are ignorant of most things going on in the spiritual arena. Even Paul said we see through a glass darkly. We don't see face to face. God lets us have glimpses here and there. But most of the time we're just moving in faith like Daniel. He had no idea what was going on. Now the prince of Persia is apparently a satanic agent assigned to work with Persia in fighting against the will of God. I really do believe that cities have demon spirits placed over them. I do. I believe this is one of the warfares that take place. Anytime you establish a work for God in a city, you are going to be encountering 
the strongholds that Satan has placed over that city. Listen, I have flown into many places in the world, and I can tell you, when you start to land, for instance, in Africa, you feel a spiritual oppression. I'll never forget landing in Haiti, and the spiritual oppression just sat on you like a fog. And you get out of the plane, you walk into the airport, and there on the walls of the airport are these giant murals, these paintings of witch doctors holding satanic rites, doing witchcraft right there on the wall. And you feel it. And when you go there to minister, you've got to break through these things. And this is what was happening with Daniel. He said, I want an answer about my people. I want to know what's going on. But there was a satanic prince over Persia. And Gabriel encountered him in the second heaven where warfare happens. You do know there's three heavens. Paul said, I was caught up to the third heaven. And I saw and heard things I can never repeat on earth. What's the third heaven? It's where God's will is done perfectly. It's where his will is done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is, we could add, in the third heaven. The second heaven is where the spiritual warfare takes place. The first heaven is the atmosphere that we're in right now. It's the earthly atmosphere. But there are three levels, three stages of what we could call heaven, that fourth dimension. And it's in the second heaven where warfare happens and where this warfare happened and where this prince of Persia, this demonic spirit, headed Gabriel off and they fought while Daniel was praying. We would be foolish to think that Satan is not organized in his fight against us. Let me tell you about the devil. He's a strategist with a plan. Now his plan is already ruined because Christ died for us and rose from the dead. Because of that, he's ultimately foiled and ruined. But in the meantime, he works overtime to destroy souls and to hinder the work of God through the saints of God, and that means you. So anytime you set your face to serve God, to witness, to pray, to be faithful to church, to read the Bible through in a year, the phone will ring, somebody will knock on the door, all hell will break loose in your house, and the devil will do everything to keep you out of the Word of God and out of the place of prayer. Anything that furthers the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, he's going to come against it and fight it and seek to wear you down and wear you out and discourage you and frustrate you where you quit and give up. And that's where some of you are tonight. You have given up. You've been wondering, should I just quit this church stuff and quit this prayer stuff because... It just seems to me like everything's gone the other way and nothing's going my way and I don't understand what God's doing in my life and how come I can't this and that and how come this door hadn't opened or that door shut and you're going through all kinds of things. And we've got to remember that there is a warfare going on and you may feel insignificant but you've got the blood of the Lamb on you and you've got the Holy Ghost of the living God inside of you. And you're a called, chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I'm about to preach. (laughs) Listen, a called out people. Why? That you would show forth the praises of him. Say with me, show forth his praises. Show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Why is God's hand on you? That you would show forth his praises 
praises in a dark and wicked world. Daniel is no different. Peter warned us, be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. He's looking to eat somebody alive. And he's not worried about the loss. He's got them. He's out for you. One of my favorite cards that I've sent to many preachers. It shows two deer standing in the forest. They're standing on two legs, and they're just talking to each other. And one of them says to the other, who has a target right here with a bullseye, and he says, bummer of a birthmark, Hal. (laughs) I've sent that to preachers (laughs) because when you give your heart to the Lord, you've got a target right there. When you give yourself to the work of the Lord, and we've got to remember that it's not people, not primarily Although God could wipe out all the forces of hell with a single thought, he doesn't, and that I must leave to the mysterious movings of God. He allows demons, just like he allows men, to have certain limited powers and free will. I don't know why. If I was God, I'd wrap this whole thing up tonight and go to heaven. (laughs) Wouldn't you? I mean, I'm sick of the suffering and the pain and... I'd wrap the whole thing up right now. I'd say, hadn't this been real? I'd wrap it up right now. If God gave me the power right now, I'd wrap it up. But I'm not God. We see that Michael finally comes to the aid of this angel, Michael the archangel, and together they fight the demonic prince of Persia. And the angel Michael is also mentioned in verse 21 and later in chapter 12, verse 1, we're going to read about in two weeks. Here he's called a chief prince. He's an archangel. And that's what Jude calls him in Jude 9, an archangel. He also makes an appearance in Revelations 12, verse 7. And angels are profoundly involved in last day events. Now, passages like these reveal that there is a hierarchy of angels in which Michael and Gabriel occupy the highest position. There are only three archangels I know anything about. Chief angels. Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer before he fell. Satan had been an archangel. Lucifer. The light bearer is what he was called. And he was filled with pride, and you know the story. So there were only three. But once again, there's one against our two. Okay? Let's ask ourselves here tonight why was this angelic warfare occurring like this? This was intense. Here's the short answer Satan was interested because God was interested. Because it mattered to God, it mattered enough to Satan to attack it. Satan constantly seeks to thwart God's plans at every turn. Try pastoring a church someday. Get in the underbelly of the church. Just see how Satan attacks church. You would be amazed. Even today, Satan is seeking to destroy the church on a level that I've never seen. And I've been around a while. He does it through the sinful culture, and with the sinful culture, he attacks the church from without. There's attack coming from out, in, and from within. He attacks from without with the sinful culture and the false doctrines of the world's religions. He attacks from within by raising up false teachers from within our own ranks who twist the Word of God to their own destruction, who deny the miracles and prophecies of the Bible 
and who seek to change and twist the eternal principles found in God's Word. And right now, the local church, I can speak for the West, is loaded with false teachers. They're everywhere. I would name names, but I'll never do that. But if you have any discernment at all, you have to know this is true. I mean, they're everywhere, twisting the Word. And the sad thing is the saints are so ignorant of much of the Bible, they don't know when they're hearing false teaching. That's why we teach the Bible here. I want you to know the Bible. I want you to be biblically literate, not Bible illiterate. I want you to know Genesis to Revelation. I want you to understand the warp and woof of Scripture. I want you to understand the grand themes and the grand doctrines. I want you to get it. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And the more you know the Word, the more unlikely you are to be deceived. The book of Daniel reveals that this spiritual battle is not new. As we see here, it was going full bore way back in the days of Daniel, 500 years before Christ. And now 2,500 years later, it continues. Our job and our calling, folks, is to submit to God, resist the devil, get full of the Spirit, full of the Word, and go out and speak the truth in love to a dying culture. That's our call. And we're going to do it with everything that lies within us. We're going to do it. Another thing these verses make very clear is there is an unseen spiritual war going on related to events occurring in this world. Have you ever seen America under such attack in your life? Those of you that have been around a while, have you ever seen America under such spiritual attack, such attack, such corruption, such hatred and disdain for God and His Word? Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it like this. I believe it's going to turn. But this warfare is going on behind a curtain that is obscured from our sight. The Bible occasionally pulls the curtain back a little bit, like here in Daniel 10, or if you go to Ephesians 6, you see it pull back a little bit there, and we see that, wow, what we can't see, hear, taste, touch, or smell, that fourth dimension, that spiritual world, there is a warfare going on. Now, verse 14 Daniel continues, and this angel says, Now I have come, Daniel, to make you understand what will happen to your people. Now here's the reason that he came and appeared in chapter 10. I'm going to make you, Daniel, understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. Do you realize with me that Daniel is receiving a vision that had to do with us? Because we're in the last days, in the latter days. The vision is many days in the future, way in the future. And so when are the latter days? Well, I, I really believe this refers to the time preceding the return of Christ when history is brought to a close. So that's what the vision was about. Now, finally, Daniel informs us of the effect this vision had on him, and I'm going to read through it. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. Suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? He said, Who am I to talk to you? Who am I that you talk to me? As for me, says Daniel, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Verse 18, then again, 
the one having the likeness of a man, touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. I want us to read that together because that's God's word to us today. So read verse 19 out loud with me, would you? O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. Everybody say God's word strengthened you. As soon as he spoke to him, Daniel got strengthened. And he said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Boy, I love that. Daniel is strengthened by the angel, and for very good reason, because there is bad news ahead. He's already told him in chapter 10 that there's going to be great war and conflict regarding his people. So that's why he needed to be strengthened. His people are going to undergo serious trials, as we're going to see in the last two chapters. And then verse 20, the last couple of verses, then he said to me, do you know why I've come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. The battle's not over until it's over. Amen? Amen. So Gabriel's going back just to fight again. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. He's talking about another spiritual battle there, the demonic spirit over Greece. But I will tell you, verse 21, what is noted in the Scripture of truth. Only Michael, the angel who guards your people Israel, will be there to help me. I just want to point out in closing here that the angel, Gabriel, calls your Bible the Scripture of truth. Jesus said, thy word is truth. If you have your Bible, can you just hold it up with me? Now, this Bible is a supernatural book. Just hold it up for a minute. That Bible is a supernatural book. It's the only book in the world that's not from the world. What I mean by that is holy men of God were moved by the Holy Ghost and wrote what heaven told them to write. It took 1,500 years and over 40 different authors. They could not have gotten together and conspired to write it because they were 1,500 years apart. 40 different authors. Yet that book you hold in your hand agrees. It is in total unity. Book after book. It is a unified whole. And it's a book of revelation. It's a supernatural book. The angel said, the scripture of truth. You can walk on it, live by it, die by it, trust in it, step out on it. Well, I'm so thankful that God allowed us to see what can really take place in the spiritual arena when we are in prayer. How inspiring also to see how Daniel refused to quit praying until his answer came. Now, don't go anywhere because we have some exciting things to share with our Life Talk listeners you're going to want to take advantage of. And until our next broadcast, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Now, here's our announcer. you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. 
These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111, or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. The Glorious Man is the 11th message of Pastor Jeff's series, Courageous Living. You can own a copy of this 13 CD set for just $65 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Courageous Living, for only $65 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.